Campfire Chat is an entertainment podcast and you should not attempt any of the acts discussed in the show. Neither Campfire Chat or its presenters are liable for any harm or misfortune that falls on anyone who disregards this warning. I have, I have. Oh, and welcome to podcast number eight oh, of Campfire Chat, by the way. I'm Oliver Rogers, and I'm joined by... Davey D. And our special guest today, which is... Bobby. My girlfriend. Oh, Bobby! <laughs> I got your name wrong before we... St- Bobby! Yeah, oh, God, it's Bobby. Did, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's all right. It's, the, it's one of the nicer names I've been called. Okay. Me, so I imagine all... you've been called a range of names. Well, you didn't think I was a man, which is a good start. <laughs> no, I don't think you're a man. I mean, oh, I've got no problem if Holly's in a gay relationship. <laughs> that's fine by me. You know. But, um, actually, you, if you put a fake moustache on, you could pass for a fella. Yeah, I probably could. <laughs> Mind you, even I could pass for a fella with a fake moustache, to be honest. <laughs> so, Ollie, you've been um, playing at that hobby of yours, filmmaking again. Yes, I have. We've um, been filming my new short film, Toast, uh, with Paul Cooper from this country. Nice. Uh, we had our first nice. day yesterday, which went really, really well. And then we got one more day on Monday to film. What's, so, what's it like working with a professional actor? <laughs> um, easier or harder? Easier. Easier. Yeah, okay. Yesterday was hilarious. And it's, a com- it's meant to be a comedy anyway. <laughs> and he's just so funny. He's so much fun to work with. Yeah, I so, saw um, I saw kind of a clip on Instagram that looked really yeah. funny, I have to say. I can't wait to share it with everyone because oh, it's going to be good. Brilliant. Fucking really well good. done, mate. Fucking well <laughs> Thank done. Thank you. You and your boyfriend should be really happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. We're very happy. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so proud. I don't know who goes on top, but one of you is going to have a hell of a night. <laughs> so what have you been doing then Dave um, what are you drinking uh, what I'm drinking now there's an excellent question there's an excellent Good. question well um, my uh, youngest daughter was a little bit out of sorts so I wanted to give her a, a day out which is difficult in lockdown she's in my support bubble so I'm allowed to see her but it's a bit difficult in lockdown to do anything vaguely distracting and she clearly needed a distraction so uh i usually for this podcast i buy cider from brewers droop yes okay and that cost me about a tenner for three liters which frankly Ooh. is yeah exactly <laughs> that's the right noise it's a disgrace lovely so <laughs> i went i went to the source of the river so there's a little farm near it's, it's like between me and Western Supermare, it's near a Western, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, and it's called, oh God, what's it called? It's a farm that sells cider. <laughs> so we turn up, turn up there with me, the youngest, and the youngest boyfriend. And this place is just lovely. This is unbelievably lovely. It's uh, an old farm 
and you park in what I'm going to describe as a lake because uh, it's been <laughs> raining. And then there's like a proper like farmer's wifey type in, stood mm-hmm. in this little outbuilding that's all stone built. And she says, oh, hello, what do you want? And I said, oh, I wouldn't mind the cider. So she says, do you want to taste it first? Well, like, obs, I want to taste cough, it first. Of course. <laughs> so she gives us like a half pint of cider each. And it's fucking brilliant. It's absolutely mm-hmm. immense. So I'm saying, yes, I'm into that one. My daughter and my daughter's boyfriend want to try the medium. I was on the dry. So we try the medium. And then she says, mm-hmm. oh, do you want to try the red, which is kind of uh, a more floral beverage? And then she sees that I've necked mine and she says, oh, do you want another glass of the dry? I've already committed to buying it. So basically, she's, she's just drinking with us. It was absolutely... Free alcohol. Brilliant. So now, in my hallway, on my, like, phone table, I have 20 litres of <laughs> shockingly good scrumpy. I'm drinking it now. Here, listen to me drink it. Here we go. Oh, lovely. 20 mm. litres. 20 litres. It's fucking huge. Except... Mm, lovely. I put it on my uh, phone table... Right, because it's in the hallway, which is kind of quite cold, because it's a bit drafty and it needs to be kept cold. I came down in the morning, and it's like a bag in a box, if you know what I mean. Cardboard box, 20 litres in a bag, and somehow the bag had escaped. It was like it was making a bid for freedom, like it didn't want to be drunk, but it was just on the floor. So (laughs) it it took two of us about 20 minutes to get it back in the box. It's a, it's a lively beverage. What are you drinking? Ooh. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Timothy Taylor Landlord again. Nice, a classic. Although I have, we have got a box of cider on the side, and I'm eyeing that up. I know that's Bob's cider, but I, it's also three liter box of cider. Yeah, so I might <laughs> have some of that, that at is some point. Significant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, um, I'm a bit worried about my neighbours because since I've got the um, 20 liters, 40 pints, by the way, of cider ooh. in my hallway. I walk past it, and every time I walk past it, I shout at the top of my voice. Some people might call it singing. I wouldn't be as bold. I shout at the top of my voice, Cider, 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 cider. And I feel all Devon and warm and Christmassy, and it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and we've got the Christmas tree up. Oh, no. Not only do they sell cider. Right. I can't eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. They're poisonous fuckers. Um, so they give me heartburn. My wife absolutely adores the potato. Mm-hmm. So when we're at the After cider I. farm with the lovely lady drinking lots of cider, she said, oh, we also sell potatoes from the farm. So I bought five kgs. Um, not like the, <laughs> of the big bite. Bought five kilograms of their beautiful <laughs> potatoes that are absolutely lovely. perfect. And um, the girlfriend's boyfriend no my daughter's boyfriend she's not my girlfriend that'd be weird It'd be a bit gary glitter um <laughs> he bought he bought unpasteurized cheddar that is absolutely Ooh. beautiful apparently i don't eat the cheese because i'm not that kind Lovely. of guy but um there we go yeah apparently that was really nice and he's still and wearing also, his trousers another thing about this cider farm yeah years ago i think it's 33 years ago when i was a student of briscott first by the way i think i've mentioned that Mm -hmm. when i was a student in hillside woodside just across the suspension bridge before one party some guy had a car in the house there was 30 of us in the house obviously one's gonna have a car 
and we drove yep. there and bought cider. So I mentioned to the woman, the young woman, I say, oh, I think I came here about 33 years ago and bought some cider. And she said, oh, yeah, that would have been my granddad. He was quite the character. That's what she said. I mean, that's a double-edged sword that's... of a compliment. He was quite a character, a.k.a. Pisshead. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Dave's quite a character. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah. Tiny Christmas tree up. Oh, we've got our Christmas um, tree up. Ours is tiny. Um, what is it like? Probably two foot. Two foot high. <laughs> That's that is really Dinky. small. That's very well, small. Our idea is to plant it in our allotment um, after Christmas, and hopefully it'll grow uh, next yeah. year. I did that. And then for, not have to keep I buying one. I did that one. for a customer when I was gardening. They asked me to plant their Christmas tree out. Yeah. And this thing looks manky, but I plant it out. And it's grown and grown. It's got pine cones on it this year. Oh wow! Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a really good job there. When I, when I uh, grew up in Devon, as I did, my mum mm-hmm. had this boyfriend called God. What was his name? He was a young fella, looked like a monkey. He wasn't black because <laughs> that is racist. No, no, he's a white guy, <laughs> but he did look a monkey. Kim, face. Kim. He was called Kim. Okay. Kim. And one day, Kim comes round the house just in the run up to Christmas. And he said, I haven't written this down. This is off the cuff. And he <laughs> says to me um, and my brother, oh, uh, my sister's just moved into this farm up the way. So it, the farm was just out of Honiton on the way to Gittisham. So it's proper, yep. proper rustic. They're really skint because they've pumped all the money into the farm and she needs a Christmas tree. But she can't mm-hmm. afford a Christmas tree. He had a mini, a souped up mini. <laughs> uh, so he nice. says let's go and get a christmas tree so we just go out of town and there's a roundabout with like conifers on it and we've got a saw so we hack down a tree managed to stuff it into this mini and drive it to her house so we nicked a tree oh. from a roundabout proper what, devon what christmas a sight. That. yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was really good it was really really good excellent kim god yeah kim i always quite liked his smell uh, he came round the house because <laughs> mum was biffing him. So I always quite liked his smell. And one day I'm hitching from Honiton to Exeter and he had a like a really old car, an Austin A30. And he sees yeah. me on the side of the road because he's driving to work in Exeter. It's about eight in the morning. I, I don't know why I'm hitching to Exeter. Oh, probably to see my uncle, Uncle Pete, who's mm-hmm. a ledge. So... So he stops to pick me up and I get in the car and he's driving along and he keeps turning to me to talk to me. And I think, oh, I really like that aftershave. What is that aftershave? And years later, I realise what that aftershave is. It's the smell of alcohol on your breath. (laughs) (laughs) He's a lovely guy, but he's a fucking drinker, which I've got no time for, frankly. An inspiration. An inspiration. A role model for for Charles. Yes. So, um, uh, uh, have you done? Have you 
bought your Christmas presents? You done your Christmas shopping? Oh, we, oh yeah, we did that in October. Oh. Yeah, we were sensible and got all that out of the way because. Nice swerve. Fuck going into town now. It's it's awful. It's like the purge at the moment. Yeah. A purge. It's like every man for himself sort of thing. Oh God, no! I it's hate It's like that. go to get Christmas presents and risk getting stabbed. No. Sure that's like Swindon anyway, but. I'm I. I hate Christmas shopping at the best of times, but I, I <laughs> mm. yeah, and I can imagine it's absolute bedlam. Yes. I, ha- I have I've... bought you a present. And I've bought you a present as well, but I got mine offline, so... I need to actually deliver mine to your premises. I've ordered yours, but it's not arrived yet, so hopefully it'll arrive in a couple of days, and then we can exchange them oh, I did, soon. I did get a present from... Uh, I don't know how to say this. The J to the J. What? Uh, a mutual <laughs> friend of ours who may or may not be Welsh. Oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. The Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like a pillowcase. Fantastic. Anyway, enough is of it? That. We, we mustn't dwell on that. Okay. Uh, one year, I yes. got a Christmas tree up. One year, uh, I had a uh, inadvertent Christmas tree growing in the garden. So, because I'm okay. a tightwad, because I am a bit careful with money. Um, yeah. I decided instead of buying a Christmas tree, which is rubbish, by the way, nick them from a roundabout and yeah. buy them. I got one in from the garden and it looked quite good. From one side, it looked quite good. But yeah. um, unfortunately, when it was sat slightly near the radiator, it was clearly covered in fox urine because it, oh. it was oh. disgusting. So that whole Christmas was just the acrid smell of fox pheromone. Not nice. <laughs> really not nice. Oh. I thought that you'd be used to it with your gardener's nose. Oh, don't. Honestly, I'm a proper fox dog age. shit week. This was unbelievable. <laughs> the first job this week is a friend of right. my partner's. So I can't mm-hmm. not work for her, but she is yeah. fucking crackers, and she's got like, <laughs> two small dogs. They're like. Oh, I think um, you've mentioned her before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's her again. So they're little oh, God. yappy, curly things that shit like a machine gun, <laughs> and there is shit <laughs> everywhere in this garden. It's just fucking everywhere. So I work for her. Also, mm-hmm. she asked me to dig out a flower bed because the quality of the soil was poor, a bit clayey. Dig okay. that out, put these bags of manure in. But she hadn't, she hadn't really thought it through. So where do I put the soil I'm digging out? Like it's not, yeah. it's not the great escape. I'm not going to put it in my fucking trousers. <laughs> so I had to, I, I, I put some in the green bin. But after mm-hmm. a while, that makes that as heavy as a exceptionally heavy thing. So you can't put it all yeah. in there. And oh, for fuck's sake, honestly, she's a nightmare. And then there was dog shit number two. Okay. <laughs> I work for a Literally French guy who's really lovely. He was really, really nice. He does have a dog. He's really, really nice. Usually he cleans up the man yard is clean. Not not yep. that day. Not only did I step in it, right? I properly stepped in one, a fresh one, so it's you know, it has a bow that is challenging. But I also did managed to pick up two turds by accident. Oh, no. But, no. but, but he's, he's a really nice guy. Okay, he used to be a marketing executive for a big multinational Ooh. marketing company. I know, he's sounds a like a cunt. He's not a cunt. Yeah. He's not a cunt. <laughs> and he gave that up because I think he'd made enough money. And then he did a psychology degree. Ooh. So I'm chatting to him. I say, oh, you did a psychology degree. He said, yes. I said, well, that's a bit of a... You know, a, a jump from what you have been doing. He yeah. said, no, it's very similar. 
psychology and marketing yeah pretty much the same mm. thing well, i said that's I really interesting so. and it was just after trump had got elected and it showed <laughs> me a picture of trump's signature i don't know whether you've ever seen donald trump's signature no I've not. And he said he pointed out why for many reasons that's the classic signature of a psychopath <laughs> he's really nice so i've been on a journey with them his wife dog when shit I journey first, dog shit journey when i first mm -hmm. met her she was still working and then she retired and she would come out and say how difficult she was finding retirement trying to reposition mm -hmm. herself in the world and in her own mind and how difficult that was then her mum got dementia so then she's mm. having to I think her mum lives in Northumbria or Cumbria or some such. So she had to drive up there and look after her. Then his sister gets cancer. So he's flying to France often to like do some caring for the Gosh. sister. Yeah. So we've been through a journey. The other funny thing, that's not funny, is it? It's not funny at all. <laughs> no, but the, no it's Dave. kind of funny in that it's not happening to us. But the other funny <laughs> thing, uh, where they live is a really, it's called Belvedere Road. It's a really posh road uh -huh. just off the downs. They're all Victorian mm -hmm. villas. They I are macky. Yeah, oh, really lovely, super lovely. But every time one of them goes on sale, which isn't very often, but when they mm. go on the market, care home people buy them. So mm. the road mm. is gradually getting turned into a care home, which is fine. But when I'm working in their garden, I hear this noise. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear the screaming of, you know, dementia-riddled old folk. I frequently really hear that bizarre. at work. Oh, you frequently hear that at work? Yeah, so obviously is working at, at a is hospital. Yeah, well, to be honest, sometimes, yes, I just go into a room and scream. Well, we have we have a soundproof room at work, actually. There's a, a room where you can't hear anything outside, and nice. someone could literally scream um, in it. Does it still get to you? Because I'm getting a bit deaf to it because I've heard it so much. So I don't, it doesn't have the impact it used to have. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of used to it now, but it's always funny. So when we have a new person at work, funny. we take... We, we, no, but like when we... Ha it's not funny, but when we have a new person at work, we kind of take them and don't tell them where God, we're going. Okay, okay. This relates to a story that I've written down. This, oh, is, okay. this is like a segue. This is like a proper link. Okay, the first job I got in Honiton was uh, cleaning in a bakery. So I'm the okay. Saturday boy that turns up to clean, right? I'm mm -hmm. cleaning in the bakery. It's a fucking mess, by the way. Slug trails, just stuff Ooh. everywhere. But I'm cleaning in the bakery. And they kind of like me because I'm doing a good job. And I'm into it because I get free cakes. I was a lot nice. heavier than you've ever seen me do. I was properly <laughs> nice. Heavy. But, but um, in the background, this relates to the NHS... Mm -hmm. story uh in the background every now and again i would hear uh someone shriek in a vaguely <laughs> feminine voice hello wanker hello wanker hello wanker <laughs> now uh i was at secondary school by this point a grammar school a proper education but um, i got a first i got a first anyway that's an aside <laughs> but um i'd been doing jane Eyre. are you aware of jane Eyre? yes yeah okay so there's a, it's about uh, a guy and a woman and there's a woman in the loft there's a crazy woman in the loft <laughs> you know so there's a crazy woman in the loft that no one kind of knows about but she has when she yeah. burns the house down and makes him blind she has an impact so i've been doing jane air i'm working in the bakery i can hear hello wanker 
Hello, wanker. Hello, wanker. So I assume there's a mad old person. By the way, it said it in an Irish accent. So it's like, hello, wanker. Hello, wanker. Brilliant. I assume there's a mad old woman trapped somewhere in this bakery (laughs) saying hello, wanker in an Irish accent. One of the girls who worked there was Irish, by the way. Uh, yeah. So it turned out... Was it her? It, Sorry, was it her? No, no, no. it was oh. a parrot. And she taught it to say, hello, wanker. And every time the flower delivery guy turned up, the parrot would just say, hello, wanker, hello, wanker. But for like 18 months, I thought it was a mad old Irish woman stuck in the loft. Oh, that's Jesus. brilliant. I did actually get off with one of those women. What concerns me more, though, is that you thought it was a mad old Irish woman in the loft, and at no point did you think of telling anyone no, I was also, 13. Whoa, 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 hang on. We escaped over that. You made out with who were there? Oh, yeah, yeah, there was another girl there, a Cornish girl. that I, She was my first girlfriend. Oh. Mm, oh God, I'll tell you what, some of the cream in them donuts wasn't as wholesome as it should have been. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> that, my friend, was a protein-based dough item. No, I know. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking about that. I never did that. Although we did do this thing. Which is not PC and is unacceptable, but the local florist was called Leslie, and he was a really right. nice guy. But he was Campus Christmas, and he would come in every day for a donut. And one of my jobs was filling the donuts with jam. Yeah. So there's kind of this pump with a little spike on it. You stick yeah. the donut on the spike and you pump it in jam. Yeah. Your uncle. But oh, I managed to unfeasibly put like half a litre. <clears throat> Half a litre of jam in this thing, knowing it was for Leslie. When Leslie comes in, we give him this beautiful hot donut. He bites into it, it goes all down his shirt. But I think that makes Brilliant. me homophobe. Leslie was really nice, actually. <laughs> oh, I, want, I once hell. had a crush on my brother's girlfriend's younger sister. Right. You got that? He was really lovely. And because um, I'm an idiot, I thought, I know to um, show my love. I'll buy her a copy of Madness's This is Love, 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 Nothing More. <laughs> that one, that Madness one. And also oh, you charmer, Dave. an extremely expensive bunch of flowers from Jammy Donut Leslie. Oh, by the way, yep. <laughs> I also used to know a nurse, a, a mother of mine, a friend of mine's mother used to work <laughs> in the local hospital. And Leslie went in there one day with the classic um, items stuck up his he said he fell over the fruit bowl. No one right. believed it. Absolutely no one believed it. Like a vegetable butt plug. No one was going Anyway, I bought this bunch of flowers. She was absolutely mortified and vaguely terrified. So yeah. said they were other gardening news i managed okay. to put a saw through my fingers that was yesterday. Yep. I, you know that Ow. we've spoken about this before if your mind is telling you no no red flag no 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 listen to your intuition listen cause yeah because you'll just do it won't you we've survived evolution to get to this point we're generally yeah. pretty hot on self-preservation but no as i took off my gloves i thought oh why do I wear gloves? To stop my fingers getting hurt. Don't worry about it, Dave. You'll get away with it. 
literally within about 15 seconds i put a sore through my fingertip so as i speak oh. to you now i have a um sore most finger. unpleasant fingertip a sore finger yeah yeah you work for the nhs you could probably help me with this <laughs> i'm a i'm a medical doctor of computers not a medical computer doctor <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah. I will stick I, it in. I will stick it in the CD-ROM drive and see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also one of the only one with social skills, so they actually let me go out and talk to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is great though, because like we deal with people who are like you know brain surgeons and oh. literally put, put people back together, and you yeah. go and talk to them. They're like, Useful oh, I'm people. so I'm so stupid with technology, and I'm like, you're a fucking brain surgeon. Yeah, but people have blind <laughs> gives spots. A shit. People have blind spots. A lot of people are one-trick ponies. They're not polymaths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're lucky I that mean, we can we can do anything. Ollie can make films and also pretend to be a filmmaker. He's got all the bases covered. <laughs> I have got all the bases covered. Thank you, Dave. Um, I was lacking in energy before uh, this. I was right. a bit hungover from last night because I had about five hours sleep. I also was on the lash a bit last night, I have to say, <laughs> and I broke lockdown by going to see some mates. But they needed a bit of Dave action, you know, they needed a bit oh, of enough. G'ing up. Yeah, so yeah. I think I was doing social conscience thing. So I was a bit lacking in energy this morning. So I got up at five, because that's useful, and I did my uh, exercise routine, which is yeah. mainly in masturbation base. No, I did my <laughs> exercise routine. <laughs> and had a coffee and watched the 1974 Christmas episode of The Likely Lads. Right, nice. Which is fantastic, which is fantastic. And then I thought, you know, it was getting like uh, half 12, still feeling no energy. What am I going to mm. do? So I drank quite a lot of cider. Obs. Oh, and then, cool. Then I Googled, YouTube Googled, uh, Depeche Mode X to University. So I saw Depeche Mode in Exeter mm -hmm. University in 1982, and someone has recorded it and put it on YouTube. Wow. So just before this conversation, I was playing that. Uh, guess how many people have watched it? Bear in mind, it's YouTube. Have a guess. Um, like 10,000? No, yes. 978. Oh, really? Oh. Yes, that's quite low, isn't it? That's very low Mode, yeah. Can you see you in it though? No, no, no. There's no, um, there's no visuals. It's just recording. Oh, it's just an I audio recording. Shouting. Oh, I see. But it was, it was great. Cider, so, cider. So <laughs> we, we went to. I lived in Honiton. That was a bit of a wet. Exactly, cider, cider. We went to Hon. I lived in Honiton. That's like 15 miles away from Exeter. So my stupid uncle. Not he's not stupid. My lovely uncle said you can stay in my gaff as you're coming to see the band so there's mm -hmm. me and my two best mates mr nick and mr gary and we're hitching from honiton to get to exeter and i have a sleeping bag in which i've rolled up my undergarments the fresh <laughs> undergarments they're we the best best place to put them we get picked up by a lorry driver that drives us all the way from honiton to exeter mm -hmm. as i get out of the lorry I spill my baggage and my pants get blown away in the wind. <laughs> so that, that was the start of it. Then we get okay. drunk. Then we get fucking drunk. And yep. then uh, my friend Gary finds a pair of old furry gloves in a bin. And for some reason oh. decides they're brilliant. And then we decide to dye his hair. So he yeah. had jet black hair. 
but we decide right. to dye it blonde. So we get to my Uncle Pete's house. Oh. Uncle Pete's cool. Auntie Viv is a bit not cool. Okay. Um, you know, she's a bit worried about us. So we try to dye his hair in the bathroom, but all we do is decorate the bathroom walls with shit hair dye. <laughs> then we go to the gig. Before we get to the gig, we go to a pub called the Jolly Porter, which is by St. David's Station, kind of between mm -hmm. St. David's and Exeter University. And we're in the Jolly Porter, the three of us, drinking and playing pool, getting excited about the gig. It's fucking Depeche Mode, man. Getting yeah. excited about 1982. Getting excited about the gig. There's a couple in there, and in my memory, they're an old couple, but in reality, they were probably mid-30s. <laughs> he kind of takes a shine to us because we're, like, lively and young and groove, and he's only smoking that hash in the pub. Mm. So he gives us, like, hash. He gives us weed. Smoky, smoky, goody, goody. So we're absolutely fucked. We get to the gig, which is fantastic. There's... Uh, but we get there a bit late because we've been at the Jolly Porter smoking hash with yeah. some old guy. Not old, 30. Some old guy. Uh, so we're not near the front. And we always like to oh. be near the front. But fortunately, a fight broke out at a Depeche Mode gig, by the way. There was some guy wearing, a really massive guy, wearing a green checkered suit who started <laughs> lumping this other punky type. So as they start fighting, an area clears around them which is between yeah. me and the front of stage. So I just kind of crawl under them and get to the front of stage. So Brilliant. we saw Depeche Mode. It would play it. You can find it on YouTube. 16th of February, 1982. Depeche Mode, X to University. It's a great gig. So Excellent. we watched Depeche Mode, which is really great, which is really brilliant. And then mm -hmm. afterwards, we go backstage to talk to the boys. And mm -hmm. they were the shyest, loveliest group of lads apart from alan wilder who just replaced vince clark he was mm -hmm. a dick he came from the thompson <laughs> twins absolute dick apart from him they were lovely what's he called dave grew whatever he's called the heroin addict not anymore by the way i'm not sure yeah anyway they were absolutely lovely for their rider their rider they had a uh, crate of there used to be an off license chain called victoria wines they had yeah. a crate of Victoria Wine's own brand lager. <laughs> I kid you not. Absolute cheap as fuck. I wouldn't even buy it. It was that fucking cheap. So oh, I drank with them yeah. and chatted with them. I wanted their autographs, obviously, because that's what you do. Yeah. And the only paper I had on me was four Guinness mats I'd nicked from the pub earlier. <laughs> so I've got signed Guinness mats by all of Depeche Mode. Oh, do you? Right now, right downstairs in my house, right down there. It was a great <laughs> gig. But then we nice. go back to Uncle Pete's house. We got locked in Exeter University because we were talking to them so long they'd locked up mm. the premises. So we had to go out of fire exit. The minute we open the fire exit, all the alarms go off. It <laughs> we eventually get back to Uncle Pete's maisonette. And yeah. I'm sleeping in the lounge. Gary's half in the lounge, half in the hall. Nick is straight in the hall. For some reason, Nick had the most um, audible flatulence I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shocking evening. Yeah, that's Depeche Mode. 16th nice. of Feb, 1982. Watch it. You, then we can get it up to 979. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely check it much. out. No. Thank you very much. Oh, happy days, happy days. So, um, Honiton, bakery first job. Right. Yes. One of my jobs was putting the meat in pasties. 
A mix of reconstituted meat that was disgusting. You meat packer. I put it into pasties. I'd made the pastry, big mixes, all that malarkey. Yeah. But it was really hard to gauge the amount of meat for the amount of pasty, especially when you're listening to a parrot saying hello, wanker. <laughs> got a crush on the Irish girl. Anyway, but I often used to get it wrong. So the first, like, most of the pasties were great, but the last mm. few would be either really lacking in meat <laughs> or really overfull in meat. <laughs> kind of the story of Kate's life. I mean, my partner's life. <laughs> life partner. Life partner, Dave. Get it right. <laughs> but also, because um, I worked there on a Saturday afternoon, mm. and they obviously weren't open on a Sunday, all the cakes that were left just used <sighs> to be divided up between us. So nice. I was fucking enormous at the end of that summer. <laughs> really fat. I think I was 13 and a half stone. <laughs> which Jesus is a good Christ. three stone heavier than I am now. Yeah. See, it's, it's not just me. See, I worked at yeah. Greg's as well, and it was exactly. You worked the same. at Greg's? Oh, God. I did. Not for long. <laughs> Joe, it was actually really fun. Um, it, but it was more the cu- like the customers and the sort of people that used to come in that made it fun. Because <laughs> we'd be open at like seven o'clock on a Saturday morning, and all the people who had been out on the lash the night before would sort of come in for uh, their breakfast. I didn't realise that you get the post lash yeah. customer who will yeah. eat anything as long as it's got a high fat <laughs> content. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, we used to get all the leftovers as well. We'd be just massive. There's a reason yeah, people and bakeries I, are fat. It was yeah. irresistible. I used to get leftover jam donuts, just your classic jam. Ooh. Not the Ooh, ring nice. one, but the fat one with the jam in it. Yeah. And I would always save them till Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I'd turn the oven on, put the jammy mm-hmm. old donut in there, and then the outside would get a crust on it. Exactly that noise. Exactly that noise. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let's get diabetes together. factory was an abattoir oh, oh god. god it was an abattoir so while we're having play time running around kiss chase blah 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 well, actually we used to play a dog shit game which is really funny anyway but running around in the playground you would hear the noises from the abattoir oh no which was the sounds of animals screaming punctuated by the sound of bolt guns going through their skulls it was horrible 
And every now and again, like a big mammal, a cow, a bull, would escape and run up the high street. I kid you not. I kid oh, you not. That was the playtime soundtrack, was the sound of bolt guns and screaming animals. No wonder I'm a vegetarian. Sounds like a lovely childhood. What was the dog shit game? Sorry? What was the dog shit game? Oh, the dog shit game was brilliant. (laughs) The dog shit game was brilliant. It was after the school fair. So they opened up the school to get the parents in over the weekend. And they had horse rides. It wasn't really dog shit. It was horse shit. They had horse rides and stuff all around the field. But as a consequence, there was a shitload of shit on the field so me and my friend invented this game where what you had to do was walk around the field and with your right leg step in shit (laughs) collect it on your shoe and then hop on your left leg till you came across the next pile of shit and and, and it was who got more shit on their shoe than the other person It it was hell of a game that sounds excellent oh yeah it was great it was great (laughs) <laughs> the other the other game we had this is not written down either the other game we had was the bin game so they right. used to have like a uh, a rubbish bin outside the toilet block so I don't know why it was there but it was there mm-hmm. so it's a dustbin like a metal dustbin that corrugated metal dustbin thing mm-hmm. yeah okay it had a rubber lid with a black rubber lid with a handle on it but the rubber lid was slightly split so our dustbin game was you would sit on the rubber lid which would slowly give way like sank into the bin and then your legs and arms were stuck up but you couldn't move so you were trapped in the bin so that was the bin game god we did that every lunchtime for ages why did we do that i don't know now i think about it that is a bit odd i have to say it's quite odd i enjoyed it the bin Good. game, the shit game, and the bin game. We also had the crunchy frog game. Uh, oh god! Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's quite simple. We found a dead frog. Oh we god! We started singing crunchy frog, and then we <laughs> waved it at people. <laughs> I'm still friends with these people, by the way. <laughs> Obviously, had a lot in common. Um, uh, other other Christmas things that have popped into my head. Uh, so yeah. before Kate's my life partner's parents were too elderly, uh, they used to come and visit us on a cycle. So they'd stay with mm-hmm. the other siblings, and yeah. once in a while they'd come and stay with us. So we'd have her parents here for Christmas, which means I have to behave. Ooh. So I can't really indulge like I like to indulge. But one, I like to go for a drink on Christmas Day to support yeah. the pubs who are open on Christmas Day. I mean, it's the least you can do. Yeah. So we take him to this pub called the Bag of Nails. Oh, I uh, love that pub. I love that pub. It comes from Bacchanalian. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the derivation of Bag of Nails. So we're there with her parents, who are quite elderly and kind of, I'm going to say snobbish. Oh. He, <laughs> she is. There's a bit of snobbery going on. I can see where uh, this is going. So we're in the pub having a lovely drink. There's loads of cats in the pub because he's obsessed with cats. It's really, really nice. Um, but he puts on that, um, what they called, killing in the name of. Rage Against, against the Machine. machine. Yeah. Christmas <laughs> number one. On and, and, you know, it says, it's got the F word in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they say the F word, yeah. the landlord comes running up to my mother-in-law, who's very snobbish and very harsh, <laughs> and says, they're not saying fuck! They're not <laughs> saying fuck! <laughs> 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 
basically shouting fucking her ear. <laughs> that sounds like the Bagamills. <laughs> also, they, uh, no, the year before, when the previous people had it, yep. the guy's just wearing a string vest. It's like Stephanie's <laughs> son, which really surprised my um, in-laws. But they have this half a barrel on the bar, mm-hmm. and I thought it was called Russian Stoat. <laughs> it turns out it was Russian stout, but it was like 19%. It was Whoa. That Whoa. Was a, a very unmemorable Christmas. The Bag of Nails has got some excellent cats and some excellent cat names as well. I oh, think the name, the cat names. The, name, the cat names, there's like there's Salvador. Yeah. There's nice. Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Wolfgang and Salvador. they And because um, they get so many, they run out of names. So one of them is called Monkey Face. Your personal favourite. And one of them is called Titty Porn as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is another one of my favourites. <laughs> I, so, I was there one, one You must Saturday ask after. what their names are. <laughs> I was there one Saturday lunchtime and we were sat there drinking their excellent beer, always great. Yeah. And there was like a bit of a weird, horrible smell. And I looked under the bench I was sat on and there was a massive cat shit. Oh. <laughs> I think he's gone a bit far with the cats, to be honest. I think he is, he is a crazy cat man. He is a like, cat no, 100%. There was no cat shit last time we went. Yeah. Um, but first time when lockdown's ended and pubs back to normal, that's the first pub we're going to with you, yeah. Dave. No. No? no? Um, I used to go there every weekend and then I mm-hmm. missed like a month and then I went back and he was clearly pissed off with me. Also, there was a barmaid <laughs> that used to work there who was lovely and mm-hmm. I thought they were in a relationship so I like asked her questions and she said, oh God, no, oh God, no. I've got a different yep. boyfriend, so I said fine. A few weeks later, I'm at the Green Man Festival in Wales, yep. and I meet her, and she's at the festival too with a proper mm-hmm. boyfriend, and we have a lovely chat, and apparently it was really mm-hmm. nice, apparently it was good, apparently it was great. Uh, a few weeks after, I go back to the pub, and she says, oh yeah, I saw you at the Green Man. I had no memory, no memory of that <laughs> at all. <laughs> Homeschooled, weren't you? I was, yes. Oh, you missed out. When I was school schooled in beautiful King's School in St. Mary, um, yeah. we used to have a thing called Project Week. So after the exams, it's a you could sign school. up for Project okay. Week. So right. uh, if your parents were wealthy enough, you'd get a trip to France or yeah. you know, you'd go and do some shit. Um, I was never that bothered, so I used to pick a thing called Local Walks. Which was uh, the music teacher, Mrs. Much, aptly named as it happened. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Much. Who had the rottenest teeth I've ever seen. Honestly, they were just fucking awful. But Mrs. Much would take us on local walks, which was obviously very cheap because you're just going for a walk. One day yeah. she takes us to walk along the seafront between uh, Beer and Branscombe. Mm-hmm. And between that is a nudist beach. So <laughs> a bunch of school kids to walk past the nudist beach. I've never oh seen naked old men run into the sea quicker. It was hilarious. <laughs> at, at the end of the week, she says, oh, we're just going to do this like village walk. So we'll go out of the school mm-hmm. and we'll walk to a village where I live, she said, called Tallerton. So we yeah. walk to Tallerton where our house is. Uh, also, there's one pub in this place. There's no shops. There's just mm-hmm. one pub. She says, oh, 
as it's the last day, of, it's the Friday, the last day of mm-hmm. Project Week, I shall buy you some cider. So the music teacher gets us fucking asshole on cider. <laughs> How old were you at this point? Uh, I was probably about 14. <laughs> you yeah, sure she wasn't grooming you? Can you believe that? That wouldn't happen today. I remember no. one guy got so... Not guy, I mean a kid like me, got so drunk, he climbed out on a roof and was running around on the roof of this cottage full of fucking scrumpy mental. That, my friend, is high-grade education. That is. Yeah, that did not happen in my school. <laughs> well, it's only cider, other, Dave. It's only cider. Because my parents were always too tight to pay for the good trip abroad... The other project week, I did shotgun shooting. (laughs) (laughs) I know, this was great. So we turn, it's the history teacher ran it. We turn up on day one. We're being walked into this field where they release clay pigeons, you know, those discs that you have to shoot. Mm -hmm. And like the farmer's son who's involved with looking after us has got this over and under shotgun. So instead of Mm -hmm. side by side, one sits on the other. A flock of birds in the morning mist fly over the woodland, <laughs> at which point he unloads this gun on them and absolutely kills them all instantly, just <laughs> blows them to feathers. It was ridiculous. And then then the history teacher has a musket with a flintlock action on it. So he said, oh, everyone should have a go at the musket. So okay. I don't know whether you ever fired a shotgun. Yeah. They really kick. They, they really do. Kick. So you have to tense your whole body because otherwise you'll fall backwards. They really, mm-hmm. really kick. Newton's third law, whatever, reaction, reaction, whatever it is. So yeah. the musket was brilliant. So you give you the musket that just has one ball bearing in it. <laughs> the this bollock, this thing <laughs> so you pull the trigger and you're tense because you're waiting mm-hmm. for it to fire and kick. And a flintlock kind of, the hammer comes down, then there's a hissing noise, and then yeah. there's nothing. So you sort of relax. At the point you relax, it ignites the gun. <laughs> this thing comes out. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. But but uh, so we're on the firing range, looking mm-hmm. down this beautiful Devon Valley, and the guy who's flying out the clay pigeons as a little like uh, um, kind of a motorized catapult. He sat in a hut with a big steel yeah. plate behind him because he doesn't want to get shot in the back <laughs> of the face, which is reasonable. Yeah. We gave up trying to hit the clay pigeons. Every time he launched one, we just fired at the back of the hut. No, <laughs> that noise would deafen him. Oh, God. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, local walks, seeing nudists, I think we call them doggers now, and shotgun <laughs> shooting, which frankly was dangerous. That was my project week at school. I nice. Really school. That was a good school. It does sound it. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> that sound that does sound like a good school. It was a good school. Yeah. Oh, and on the shotgun shooting week, right? Uh, I met a person called mm. what I misheard. I thought the person was called Andrew. They were wearing a tr- a tweed jacket. Yes. They were quite good at shotgun shooting, and yeah. they live quite near me in Honiton. So I struck up a relationship with Andrew in his tweed jacket mm-hmm. and we would dig holes in my garden together. I like to dig a hole that we could sit in. I like to make it deep enough. that I don't know why I did this. I was obsessed with digging holes. With Andrew. With Andrew. Andrew. Tweed jacket, Andrew. Um, so this is during the summer holiday because Project Week was at the end of the year and then we had the summer holiday. So mm. I met a new friend, Andrew. Tweed jacket, digging holes quite a butch fella nice guy brilliant 
we, we really are friends throughout the whole summer. We mm-hmm. are proper friends. Lovely Andrew with his tweed jacket. Um, I'm catching the start of the new term, you know, so it's like uh, September, you know, new term. I'm at the bus stop. Uh, a couple of my mates are there. I haven't seen them for ages. This is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew turns up and I say, oh, oh, look, there's my friend Andrew. And they look at me and go, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> I said, Andrew. No, no, no. It's Andrea. That's actually <gasps> a girl. So, oh, God. And I'm still ashamed about this. I had to go over and say to Andrew slash Andrea, I'm sorry. We, I didn't realize you were a girl. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I feel bad about that. How... What, were you just not calling her by her name? Were you just because there was just the two of you? Were you not saying Andrew? Or... I thought she. I, I misheard Andrew as Andrew. So for the yeah. whole summer, I thought she was a boy. Oh, that was probably a, a nice, you know, romantic summer yeah. digging holes yeah, in the garden. I and think you she was went and broke her it. heart. I don't know why she wore the tweed jacket. It was very confusing. But Did she have short that, hair? I she was absolutely keen as mustard. Looking back now, I should have nailed her. <laughs> <laughs> I Vapors were the support band. Turning Japanese, mm-hmm. I think I'm turning. Okay. Uh, so uh, Gary's parents, who lived in Sidmouth, they drove us up to Bath, Bath Pavilion, to see the mm-hmm. Jam, which was that was my that was my first band I saw. It was it absolutely blew me away. Fantastic. Wow. Well. Wow. Wow. Nice. Oh, sorry. Wow. Yes. Exactly wow. On the way home. Mm-hmm. And it was snowing, it was beautiful on the way home, Gary's dad driving, uh, Gary sat in the front, in the passenger seat mm-hmm. I'm in the back to my right is Gary's mother to my left is my friend Nick because um, mm-hmm. it's really cold because it's snowing, there is a uh, like a tartan blanket draped across us and just to annoy me, my friend Nick started playing with his penis knowing <laughs> I sat next what? to Gary's mother. So he kept nudging me while he was playing with his stiffy. Just to be an idiot. <laughs> worst journey I've ever had. It's shocking. Good gig, though, I have to say. Good gig. Oh. You don't want to be sat next to your mates, between him and his your other mate's mother while he's touching himself up. Inappropriate. And I'm quite no. broad-minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> school memories uh, mm. my school uh, was Henry VIII so it's quite an old school um, so it had been built up over the years so there's lots of outbuildings and stuff so you could walk around the perimeter of the school at a lunchtime to have a bit of a walk and you know stretch your legs so one day me Gary and the wanker Nick are walking <laughs> the, the literally the Nick the wanker. and uh, we had beehives so we kept bees as an educational thing, I guess. Yeah. I never had much engagement with them, to be fair. But as we're walking around the beehives, they've decided to swarm. And there's this, oh, like, 
14-year-old girl in front of us who has a fucking beard of bees on her face and down <sighs> one arm and all oh. over her shoulder. And she Fuck. is going effing crazy and is terrified because she's covered in bees quite reasonably. Yeah. We're gobsmacked. Uh, she runs away from us and goes into one of what we used to call a terrapin, like a pretend schoolhouse, a, a prefab schoolhouse. Right. So we watch her run into this prefab schoolhouse in about half a minute, everyone else comes running out. She was taken to hospital. She was really, really badly Fuck. injured. But have you heard Graham's story about that? I don't think so, no. This is also on YouTube. Okay, Graham went to school in Devizes with Julian. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. all that. Our friends, by the yeah, way, our listeners. Friends. Yeah. Our friends. Uh, one day in school, uh, the circus comes to town. Yeah. And it's an old school circus, so it has many things... One of the things it has is lions. Oh, God. I'm shit you not. One of the lions escaped and got into their school. You can find the news report on YouTube. It's fucking brilliant. There's a lion in my classroom. Absolutely excellent. That is pretty good. Is fucking good. hell. Yeah. All I had was bees. Yes. <laughs> lions are better. Lions are a lot better. Um, lions and tigers and bees. Yeah, lions and tigers and bees. Oh my. <laughs> um, at my at my uh, secondary school, which was a grammar school, we mm -hmm. had to serve the teach on a rotor. We had to serve the teachers' dinner. <laughs> why? Uh, I don't know so why. They can put was... you in your place. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, exactly right. I think it was some sort of oppression. I think that's a hundred percent right. Well, it was grammar school, isn't it? So you were oppressed, I imagine. Yes, yes, and sexually frustrated, but mainly oppressed. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had to serve them dinner and. Well, there's this English teacher called Mr. Damon. He was a white guy, but he did have an afro. But he was a white guy. He was great. He was great. He he lived in one of the houses the school owned. And one day, I've got, he teaches us English. One day I've got a lesson with him and he says, oh, can you go and get my notes? They're on my coffee table. So I went across the road into the schoolhouse where he lived and it was a fucking mess. It was a really fucking mess. Anyway, Mr. Damon was great. But one day I see him in the art block, which is like a series of linked outbuildings. And mm -hmm. he's in there getting something. And I think, oh, hang on, I can trap him in there. So I run out and put my shoulder against the door he's trying to open. He thinks it's locked and then like walks up the corridor to another door, at which point I've run round <laughs> and also put my shoulder against that. Then he goes back, put my shoulder against that. So he's trapped yeah. in there. But some prick saw me and said, oh, you're going to have to do my dinner duty. Otherwise, I'll tell Mr. Damon what you've done. Yeah. So I had to do two dinner duties. The other great thing about Mr. Damon, he was great. I really liked him. Mm -hmm. So he lived in the schoolhouse, right, which is school property. And mm. it had a garden. And he was he was a lazy man, so he didn't want to get a lawnmower and cut his lawn. So instead of that, he bought a goat to eat <laughs> his grass. He called the goat Satan. <laughs> I shit you not, he called it Satan. And uh, kids would love to take Satan for a walk around the playing field over lunchtime. So Satan was really popular. It was like a school mascot in the end. It was really, really popular. Eventually, Mr. Damon, by the way, who painted his Morris Minor with matte red paint, household oh, paint. Oh, no. A bad choice. But uh, Mr. Damon, Boris, his first name was Boris. Boris, <laughs> Boris Damon. Damon. I used to sing Boris the Spider, the Who song to him all the time. Boris decided uh, he'd had enough of teaching and being locked in the art room. He said, <laughs> I want to go and be a missionary in Papua New Guinea 
Right. So I'm selling Ooh. the matte red car. I'm leaving the school and I'm going to go off to Papua New Guinea. So didn't get fine. eaten, did he? <laughs> no, no, no. But Satan's still there. <laughs> oh, so wow. Th there's a brief changeover between Satan and the other English teacher. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. But he used to click his heels like a Nazi. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> so, But they've got Satan. So there's just the changeover between the two English teachers. So they think, oh, I don't want a goat and you can't take your goat to Papua New Guinea. What should we do with the goat? So they only fucking killed it and ate it. And c you can imagine how what? devastated. <laughs> yeah, they fucking killed it themselves and oh. cooked it and ate it. You can only, oh, the, you no. know, the school was devastated because Satan was a mascot. Everyone wants yeah. Satan. And all of a sudden he's in a sandwich. That's bad. But that's, that's, a pretty bad. Story. that's an absolute true story, 100%. Talking about um, killing um, goats, um, should that segue on to uh, Mystery Fish oh. this week? Yeah, okay, Mystery Fish. Because <laughs> I can't use their online system at the moment because it mm -hmm. seems a bit quirky. I went down there again. They mm -hmm. see me, they use my first name because we're on speaking terms. So I got three sea bream that's a white fish. Uh, I roasted them whole um, mm -hmm. with some really interesting sauce as it happens. And that was really lovely. The interesting sauce is interesting because I also bought a spider crab. And when Ooh. I pulled its legs Ooh. off, when I pulled its legs off, it spewed liquid which i used as the stock to cook the fish in the spider crab was fantastic is that normal as someone who doesn't bob you've had fish before i've not had spider crab though is that normal? oh spider crab spider crab is king spider crab, they're really sharp they're really difficult to take apart so i pulled all its legs off i got my pliers out and crushed all its legs to get Jesus. all the meat out and then what i did was made make potted crab Ooh. so basically i've just stuck it in butter sat in my fridge a bit of chili a lot of lemon zest a lot of lemon juice a bit of nutmeg and it's just perfect i'm gonna make fresh bread and then eat that bad boy oh that sounds good yeah you can't go wrong with spider crab absolutely beautiful the first time i had it was in uh Brittany. so the girls were really young and we went to Brittany on my 40th birthday and we go to this restaurant and one of my daughters is really adventurous in terms of mm -hmm. what she'll eat, the other one not so. So we go there and we have this beautiful meal. So they've got a fish tank in the back of it and it's like with live oh things in it. And it's like, pick what you want, we'll fucking cook that. So we picked the spider crab, but they also did pizza. So right. there was something there was something for everybody. There's a balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pizza wasn't swimming around in the tank. That was awful. <laughs> not very Italian. Yeah. So it was lovely. Absolutely lovely. It's one of the best meals I've ever had. I just Good. dislocated my shoulder, so I couldn't drive. So poor life partner had to drive all the way through France. Oh, what a shame! Don't ever dislocate your shoulder; it's really hurty. Like no, I've broken my collarbone before. Oh, I've yeah, never you dislocated did, anything. I've never yeah. dislocated anything. No. So what's breaking a collarbone like in terms of pain? Um, I didn't feel too much pain when I actually did it. I blacked out when I did it, Ooh. and then I woke up and they told me I'd broken my collarbone. How did you um, do it? Was Imran involved? No, um, I was just messing, messing around with the mate, and he like picked me up and dropped me on the floor, and it Ow. broke it. Yeah, that was yeah. very fragile. Are you sure you're not got brittle bone disease? 
<laughs> I'm sure I haven't. Though. No, Although I'm vegan, but yeah, we're vegan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe I do now. Calcium. You well, need they... some spider crab. Yeah, there's a study actually that came out last week that said vegans more likely to break bones, so we probably are. Yeah, I think there's something in that. Mm-hmm. I feel worried about you two now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send you some fish in the post. <laughs> Fishy post. So kind. Fishy what post. else? What else then was in mystery fish, Dave? Uh, yeah, it was just the bream and the spider crab but they did they were selling fresh anchovies three pounds half a kilo i didn't buy them but i should have bought them fresh anchovies taste like the air taste is that you burping that's That's just me voicing my disgust her burping whose burp was that tonight I am takeaway curry Ooh. oh yes that's the noise that's the noise nice. exactly I'm gonna nice. go tarkadal because that's oh. the way you judge an Indian restaurant you gotta have a tarkadal oh yeah that's my favourite and then I don't know what to do after that what would you recommend as the main well, well we're vegan so so come on hit me with your curry if you were getting like... a takeaway curry what would you go for so obviously tarkadal Obviously, Tarkadal. Sargaloo. Oh, I love a Sargaloo. Yeah. I love a Sargaloo. And I think normally we get aubergine, don't we? we yeah. Oh, what's like Bindi Bargy. Bindi Bargy. Yeah. And then yeah. what's the other one we get? Oh, Dansak. Dansak's mm-hmm. normally a really good uh, way to go. I am yeah. salivating. I'm absolutely <laughs> salivating. I can't wait for it. I don't get I rice. I will take away now. Tonight. But I will get some roti. Ooh. You don't get rice? No, I don't get rice. What? What? Well, rice is. Rice you have is to have losers. Rice. rice is no, it's losers not. food. Get yourself no, it's a not. roti. A decent roti. Mm-mm. No. Rice. You two are Rice. Poppadoms, oh, naan, garlic naan. Garlic naan. Maybe an onion bhaji as um, well. As we're having this conversation, I'm doing a racist thing by shaking my head from side to side, and I don't <laughs> feel good about that. That, okay. is, that is unacceptable. <laughs> At least, got... at least you corrected yourself, yeah. though. Dave. Yes, yeah. I could have got away like, with it, Dave. Could have got away with it. Apologise for that. That's, that's the important yeah. thing. You, you know, you did it. Yeah. yeah. When I first moved to Bristol, I joined the school at the same time as another newcomer joined the school, who was a Pakistani guy called Tarek, Tarek Javid. Mm-hmm. So just because we were thrown together, we became friends, and and he was brilliant. Tarek was brilliant. I've got many stories about Tarek. He's a bit of a cunt, to be honest. But he was quite brilliant. But one of the things, because he was Pakistani, there was like a big Pakistani community in Bristol that I was invited into because mm-hmm. I knew him. <laughs> so on a Friday or a Saturday night, we would just trawl Indian restaurants, right? Nice. We didn't have to pay for anything. So we would go into the kitchens, chat to the waiters. They all knew him. They're all cousins. They say yeah. they're cousins. They're not really cousins. They're all kind of, re- they all know each other's family and yeah. all this. So we'd go into the kitchens, wait until service had finished, all, wh- all the whiteys had gone, get rid of the honky tonks. <laughs> and then we would, we would sit down for the staff curry. Ooh. And it was, it was absolutely brilliant. One night I was in a very famous Indian restaurant in Bristol, staff curry, all whiteys gone. So we sit down at the table. They don't use knives and forks. There's none of that cutlery going on. They just use their fingers. They've got like a bit of turmeric up to the first knuckle. 
I've got turmeric up to my shoulders. I'm absolutely <laughs> covered. It's ridiculous. And also, Tarek didn't explain to me that if you're eating the staff curry, when someone is sated, they'd have enough, they'd just get up and leave. But what <laughs> they do is push the rest of it near you. So if you're the last one sat there because you're clumsy, you have to finish everything up. <laughs> you may, you may, on, in, in retrospect, you may have been taking the piss. So I also <laughs> But they'd also then get their instruments out. So we'd have yeah. this like Bangra, you know, uh, drum sesh, which was really, really great. And then they didn't drink, although they gave me drinks. So they didn't drink, they were not drinkers. But they'd eat this stuff that was a lime leaf spread mm -hmm. with a paste and then unrefined tobacco sprinkled on it and then they'd roll it up into a tiny little packet and stick it under their gums so they'd all get high on high-grade nicotine. It was a very interesting Whoa. community. And they were also nice. very much into kickboxing. Yeah, so I used to get free <laughs> curry all over Bristol. It was fantastic. Oh, excellent. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, and he also, uh, Tarek's dad, used to run a couple of... Um, import businesses so mm -hmm. he used to Im import cheap indian clothes and flog them in bristol right and one one christmas he says oh uh can you run my market stall in an indoor market in benminster can yeah. you run my market stall and me and Tarek are like yeah all right i'm a student so money's mm -hmm. good so we work in this market stall and this girl comes in and says oh i want to try on this and that and we say well we don't really have a changing room I'm not bothered, she says, and just gets naked in the middle of the shop. <laughs> I think she was high. In retrospect, I think she was high. But no, I loved, I loved being part of, that, part of that Pakistani community. They were so great. One day I get invited to a wedding, a guy mm -hmm. called Shah Lutfur Rahman, which means Prince Lutfur Rahman. And he's wow. marrying this woman just because she had very strict parents. Mm -hmm. And they knew each other. And he just wanted to get her out of this awful domestic situation. So yeah. he agreed to marry her. And honestly, he was quite a trendy dude. But they tried to get him. He had to wear this silver turban that's all covered in glitter. He was not into that. They also tried to get him to wear like these Aladdin shoes that were <laughs> with a bell in them. And he said, absolutely, I draw the line. I draw the line. So he got married in bare feet. It was, it was great. It was at an Indian restaurant in Chipping Sodbury. The Raj oh. or something, yeah. It was great, but they all said they didn't drink. But mm -hmm. I think I'm looking around the room and I think, well, I've I've drunk with all of you old guys because I've seen you in the restaurants. But in front of their family, they wouldn't drink. Yeah, applying mm -hmm. me with drink. It was excellent. God, I miss that community. They were really nice guys. Sounds um, really good. Yeah. Oh, and we the first the first job we got was for one of Tarek's so-called uncles, and it was all. Can you pick up this video and drive it to my friend? Can you pick what is it? Oh, it's Bollywood. It's just Bangra. My so bet it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for years we were just distributing these videos around Bristol, and he was paying us cash. And I'm, yeah, in retrospect, probably okay. not straight Bollywood action. I imagine it was. No, a I'd imagine not. Sauce, bit of sauce. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what was going on. <laughs> the other thing, one of them uh, agreed to sell us some vegetable matter, oh. some greenery. Right. Oh, right, yes, yes. Uh, we go round to his house to purchase said greenery, and mm -hmm. he's not in. He was called Jasper. He was honestly called Jasper. Well, that was his nickname. He yeah. wasn't in, but his father's in, and he <laughs> is cross. He is angry. Because he yeah. knows there's something going on. Yeah. And 
you know, he knows there's something. People keep turning up his house saying it's Jasper and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, he, and it, so he's really harsh with us. So he says, he locked us in the house. He said, I'm not letting you two go until I've got to the bottom of this. He's a big <laughs> Pakistani guy oh, and shit. I've sorted this out and I'm going to call the police. And, oh, fucking hell, fucking hell. and I'm looking at Tarek thinking, mm, this isn't really what I wanted. And Tarek all of a sudden starts speaking in Punjabi. Really, mm-hmm. he was very fluent in Punjabi. And the guy is so impressed that he knows his native language. He, he, he couldn't do enough for us. He made us tea, gave us samosas, perfectly happy to let us go. But that was, oh. that was sailing close to the wind. That day. Yes. Blimey. Yeah. Jasper, you arse. <laughs> Blimey. Mm. Life's rich pageant, dude. Life's rich pageant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing I have written down here is um, opera. We've discussed about opera before, haven't we? No, this is a different kind of opera story. Oh, is it? Okay, a different opera story. Oh, All right, then. <laughs> okay, when I was at primary school, yeah. I used to play the drums in the school orchestra. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. one night I'm playing the drums in the school orchestra. This is great. So we've done like a concert to amuse the parents. There's 20 violins all out mm-hmm. of tune, absolutely shocking. And there's yeah. one drummer that's decent. He's like John Bonham on speed. It's fucking brilliant. That's me, by the way. That's me. <laughs> and we yeah. had this Native American drumming thing we used to do. But to do it, you had to deaden the drums, give them a softer sound. So I had to take my top off, put it on the drums, and then play the drums. <laughs> nice. Sadly, that's not an embarrassing memory for you. That's a good memory. But we also good. we did this opera. Yeah. It called the Demon of Ajagahari, and in it I had to play the milk bottles. <laughs> so, so I had about twenty milk bottles, all with different levels of fluid in them to get different <laughs> notes, and I was supposed to play to the music. But all I did was run up and down and hit them. That was rubbish. Absolutely. <laughs> but I was a well, drummer in the eight. school orchestra. You were eight. Yeah, yeah, I was eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Still nice. haunts me. Nice. The other thing I remember from being eight is the uh, supersonic hammer. Supersonic hammer. Supersonic hammer. Good name for a band, by the way. Which is? Um, well, I was bought a thing called a chip away for Christmas. So you got like a box and mm-hmm. in it were four things covered in a white waxy clay thing. Oh, and yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And you got a hammer and a chisel. And yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You pretended you were a sculptor. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it made a fucking mess, to be honest. But, it was really <laughs> but as a consequence, you had this yellow plastic hammer. Right? Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting item. And my brother uh, was really into homemade aeroplane things. I mean, mm-hmm. he's built his own plane properly. Anyway, he's into homemade aeroplane things. So he had aeroelastic. Right. So, Imagine an elastic band on steroids. <laughs> cool. You know, the cross section is square. It's incredibly efficient elastic. Mm-hmm. So what we did <laughs> was tie one end to uh, uh, like a handrail by some garages, like an old person <laughs> might use to get upstairs. The other end we tied to this hammer, the yellow plastic hammer. Oh it was quite sturdy. Yeah. And then we walked around the corner, so we stretched the air around <laughs> as far as we could, to the point where we we cannot see who's coming around the corner, and then we let it go. Where there was a sonic boom, it went <laughs> so fast. And if anyone had been stood there, it would have 
rip them into the supersonic hammer. God, I cool. that was the seventies for you. Yeah. No holds barred. Absolutely no. brilliant. None at all. Oh, I've done another seventies thing today. I woke up at half four. Which, yeah. To be honest, I'm absolutely fucking shattered. But I woke up at half four. I couldn't get to sleep again. So I got up and came downstairs. I did my exercise routine, as mm -hmm. is my compulsion. And then I thought, oh, what am I going to watch on the old TV? Now I've got my fire stick. Talked about that. So I went on YouTube and I watched the 1974 Christmas episode of The Light Lads. Nice. That, that is a masterpiece. But I realise now, I, um, I clearly get all of my political viewpoints from the likely lads because I, I agree with everything Terry says apart from the sexism I agree with everything <laughs> Terry says that's where I got oh, my God. politics from I think I am I am James Bolan <laughs> he's a great actor he's, he can do everything with his face he he's can. an actor that is just a face actor every mm -hmm. expression every emotion straight away face done you must know that as a, as a pretend director as a yes I know <laughs> <laughs> I know how actors work Dave <laughs> Cool. Should we start um, wrapping it up, I think? Yeah, we should. Um, yes. We really need people to email us in because I, I will read everyone and I will respond to everyone. It'd be great to get some feedback, I think. Yes. More I've emails, really enjoyed, please. Um, I've really enjoyed um, Bobby's um, input. <laughs> oh, he's too drunk to speak now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit slack, mate, honest. <laughs> I've really enjoyed her um, her breathy comments. Oh, it's really good to have you, Bob. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'd say it's been a pleasure, but it's been more Has horrifying really than anything been, else. Has it really been a pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's added a new dimension. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's made me not be so rude. <laughs> Has it? Not really. Has it really? No. I no. think no. it's like you not being rude. Bad. What being rude is for you? Fuck off, you bitch. No, sorry. <laughs> Cunt. Oh, that's, sorry. That's my Tourette's oh, kicking in again. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to clap for the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can feed Ollie with those claps. <laughs> no, no, I think it's been really good. Excellent. Oh, no, I've really enjoyed this we week. We should do this again. Yes. Uh, well, next episode. There'll be more. Um, Excellent. Yeah, okay, I've been Ollie. Uh, I've been Dave. And I've been, been Bob. <laughs> Thank you ever so much, and we shall see you again soon. Yeah, please email. Email in yes, fishing email based us questions, in. gardening based questions, life, Any questions. Life, life conundrums. Abuse for Dave is fine as well. Christmas on a budget. Yeah. Steal Christmas a on Christmas budget. tree from a roundabout. <laughs> Christmas tree from a roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> Laters. Laters, taters. <laughs> see you on the other side. Campfire Chat has been a wet toe production. It was hosted by Oliver Rogers and Dave Dalmage. Edited by Oliver Rogers. You can email the boys at campfirechat at yahoo.com. Goodbye.